It's just a vibrating wand. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's something completely different. I've been using it wrong this entire time. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Harry Potter After Dark series. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the J Station podcast. My name is Joe. I'm Jimmy. I am Jamie. We are three content creators from the UK, and here's what to expect on today's episode. We're going to be talking about everything scary, everything horror-related. I know, spooky. I'm already scared, guys. Can you hold me? This first topic of the day is going to be more centred around scary media, like horror games, horror movies, horror mazes, that kind of thing. And our last topic of the day will be more about personal stories, hometown rumours, that kind of thing. So stick around to the end, you don't want to miss that. Paranormal... But before we do delve into all things creepy, spooky, and whatnot, I've got to ask Jimmy, if you could go back to one time in your life and change it, so either change it or erase it completely. For example, if you could unbreak your elbow, that is exactly <laughs> would you do it? I, <laughs> <laughs> I am curious. Well, how would I impress all my friends at school? By you know, I used to put my he- uh, like hand on the desk. And then I wiggle my elbow and everybody be like, ew! And I'd be like, yeah, I'm the cool one, <laughs> even though everyone's ewing me. <laughs> I that's, See, that's what I thought. I didn't think that would be your answer. I thought you'd want to keep the elbow. It's kind of your signature move. Why would you want to change it? Exactly. But if there was something else. This is something that's like, uh, um, you know, like in the in the practice of good mental health, you sometimes like reflect on the past. I mean, in, sometimes in the practice of bad mental health, you'll reflect on the past too much. But I I think I'm at the point maybe that I I wouldn't change anything. I like what my life experiences have given me to bring me to where I am today. I like, you know, the lessons I've had to learn along the way. Some of them harsh, some of them easy, but I'm I'm happy with where I am. I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. Maybe I'd unbreak my elbow, but I don't know how much <laughs> of that my life would have the butterfly effect on it from that, you know? Maybe I wouldn't I don't know what would happen. For the, uh, for the, I mean, if we go down the butterfly effect route, it could get a bit convoluted. So we'll just assume that it doesn't really change much, other than the fact that your tricep right. extensions might be a bit more linear at the gym. <laughs> I'm, there was a point in my life where I was more swole by about a percentile, maybe like 1% more swole. But <laughs> I used to work out a lot. You hench. Um, I don't know. Maybe I would love to, one thing I would have loved to learn is better eating habits. I never learned them. I, fr- from a young teenager, I was always like a greedy snacker. So that's something that I would like to have changed, I suppose. It's just a know when to stop eating or, you know, chew my food longer, that sort of thing. Okay, so you're going for more of a, like, a, what would I have changed when I was younger as opposed to what one event would I change? Yeah, I don't think I have an event I would change. Okay, Jamie? I'd go back and unbreak Jimmy's elbow. <laughs> you make that sound like you were the one that broke it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew there was an external force. I would I would go back and ensure that my shiny Pokemon cards don't go through the wash. Ooh. Oh, you know that's talking about. A very good show. <laughs> if you don't know about that story, you should listen to our previous episode. You'll hear all about it. I still cry to this day. It keeps me up at night sometimes thinking about your Pokemon cards. Yeah, me too. Wake up in a sweat like, <gasps> the Charizard! <laughs> Actually, I, I think... I had one. I can't remember. I think now that you've said that, my answer is going to be very similar. And that's not lend my friend my Pokemon cards. Because 
Although mine probably still exist somewhere and they're probably in good condition. I don't have them. They're not mine. But actually, speaking about Jimmy's elbow, before we quickly move on to the next, well, the, the main first topic of the day, oh, I'm going to ask our viewers if you have, because our next topic next week is going to be about what injuries you've had. So if you want to share any stories, either hit us up on Twitter or jump into our Discord and post it in the podcast suggestions box and we'll review it then. Yeah, so at Jfree Channel on Twitter. Um, if you go on twitch.tv slash Jfree Channels, links to things like our Discord and any other way to contact us. Maybe you want to DM on Instagram, that's fine too. You'll learn next episode about how I broke my elbow and some injuries that Jamie and Joe may or may not have. Oh, I definitely have. So stay tuned. Because <laughs> Joe was kung fu fighting. <laughs> More or less. That was, a, that was a very like reflective first question. I was expecting that. That was nice. I like that. Yeah. I mean, there's a fine line between super crude and super reflective. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I have to vary up each week. I can't. I can't. I've got to keep can't you on your toes. about bumhole bleaching. Sometimes it's got to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to be the good vibes. Now we'll derail it from here. Shall we go into topic number one? Oh, we have to. Yes. Nice. So what is topic number one? We are going to be talking about scary media. Um, I've been wanting to talk about this for ages. If you don't know, Joe and Amanda are huge fans of horror films. Jody loves horror films. I will sit in and watch them. I love horror films when I'm feeling it. Jamie hates scary games, but he'll put himself through it anyway. I'll do it for the boys. We respect you for that. Let's talk about that and games, horror experiences. If you've ever done like a, a horror maze or anything like that. I have done some horror mazes. Again, kind of yeah. had to be dragged through them <laughs> especially the one uh i think it was alton towers i think oh yeah is that the is that the no not the saw one is that the darren brown one no but i have done that also i can't I don't think that was a maze as such though but i know What's what you're talking alton about towers? it's like a uh i think we went there for halloween and they'd set up there there was like a unless it was thought park i can't remember it was one of the theme parks and they'd set up like a building um that did have like a horror maze running all the way through it I've done one other one, but I wouldn't be able to tell you where it was. I really don't like them. Oh, I'll tell you where it was. It would have been Fort Amherst down in Kent. I think every Halloween they set up like a, you walk through the fort because it's kind of like creepy anyway. And it's got quite a lot of like ghost stories about it. You know, you walk all the way through the fort, like through like the dark passages and stuff. And they set it all out so that there's all creepy people there. Oh, did they have actors? Yeah, it's one of those like scary mazes with all the actors. Yeah. I think those are the ones I really, I really don't like them like at all. I'll, oh, I'll go through. I won't like be like I'm not going in, but well, the right. whole time I'm there, I don't enjoy it like at all. But I understand it... why people do. I love it. It's just not for me. Why don't you enjoy? It? Is it out of fear? Is it just like you're not comfortable? Is it's it just... yeah, completely like uncomfortable. Don't like it. I'm always the guy that goes into those and um, offers to go at the front. <laughs> So nice. I want, like, I want the oh, full-on experience. I hate going at the front of those. <laughs> They're the worst. Oh, my God. But even at the back is even worse. I guess um... you get all the grabs and can't see where they're coming from. Exactly. And... There's no safe space to be in. No, in the middle is perfect. <laughs> Unless someone comes in from the side when you least expect it. Have you been to one where they've like used bodily contact on you that like, grabbed you or whatever? I, I, I want to say remember. the one in Orton Towers said there was no contact, but then there ended up being contact. And I feel like that's always the way that they're like, they won't yeah. touch you, but they definitely, definitely do. I think it was more of a case of, though, they can't really, they can put their hands out and then you jump and go into them. Yes. I think that's probably a lot of the case. They will never, like, grab you, I don't think. But in such short spaces and in 
tight, narrow passageways, there's probably it's quite a likely chance you're going to get grabbed through no fault of anyone's. So for the last, well, last year, excluding because of COVID, um, Jody and I and Gregory and his partner, we've been going to horror mazes for like the last two or three years every Halloween. Nice. And like like the fort that um, Jamie went to in Kent, they take like a historical building and then make it like a site for horror. And I've, I can't remember. I've, we've done three, I think. If Gregory's listening, I'm sure he'll DM me and tell me which ones we've done. But they're all like Midlands kind of way. And they're, um, two of them were like, there's, there's live actors. It's scary. You go through like a church graveyard. You go through a clown tent. You go through a school. And it was creepy and it was fun. And one of them went through this manner, kind of like Jamie's experience with the, the, the historical building. And all the actors were like aggressively grabby to a point where I started to feel like this isn't, I was like losing like the fun for it. Like at the very beginning, some guy literally like picked me up and like dragged me away from the group. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that wasn't like, um, if, I don't like the sound of that at if all. If I would have known, like they said, you know, the actors are going to grab you, whatever. I've been like, all right, cool. But because there was no disclaimer for it, that's why I was a bit like, the fuck's going on, you know? I didn't actually think they were allowed to do that. I thought that was yeah. against the rules. Um, I guess at that point, because everyone's there to get scared, I guess they take liberty. But then I think these guys were taking it quite far. I don't remember hearing any think, complaints or anything, but... Do you think Gregory, like, palmed some money off oh, someone probably. to try and get rid of <laughs> Called ahead and be like, you see the hairy guy? Yes, him. <laughs> that sounds like Can't something miss him. He's got a weird elbow. <laughs> it looks like he's holding a watermelon. <laughs> It'll be easy to pick up because it's like a nice handle to grab. <laughs> like a little teapot. Yeah. Even when your arms are perfectly straight. But man, those horror mazes, they all have, they have like the big four cliches. They have the pig men with chainsaws. They have the clown tent, the creepy tiny girls and the zombies. I tell you what, I went to one in Alton Towers that was unlike anything I've ever been to before. I've been in a few horror mazes and they are very similar to what you're saying. The cliches, the big four. Yeah. <laughs> but um, this one... It was a normal maze until the last quarter of it, I want to say. It was like you're in a... I, I can't even describe it. It was just... It was almost like a maze, but with, like, grated fences all the way around. But it was pitch black for most of the time, but every now and again, the lights would flash on. Okay. So you'd kind of be walking around and not be able to see what you're doing, but the strobe lighting, lighting would flash every now and again. But because all of the walls were like this chain link fence you could see all the way through the walls you just couldn't work out where you are in them so when the lights went on there was always a figure a huge figure stood at some point in the maze that you can see and every time it flashed it was getting closer to you and obviously we don't know our way around it's confusing as hell but the actor behind that robe knew exactly where he was and every time he'd get closer and closer until the very last flash before you let yourself out he stood right in front of you Uh... but he he knew he did it so well that he didn't touch me. I didn't feel anything. The second the light went off again, I was able to carry on walking and find my way to the exit. But that was probably the best experience in a maze I've ever had. That was brilliant. That sounds terrifying. I'm up for that. That's that's really clever as well. It gives the illusion of safety because you know where the heart, the this you know the scare is. And then all of a sudden, yeah, bam, right in front of you. Yeah, they, it completely <laughs> takes you out of that safety zone. Like, all the other bits of the maze was your standard, your walkthrough. You'll see, like, holes in the wall where hands are going to likely pop out, or when you go through a narrow passageway, you can usually see through to the other side, but this one, this one was completely different, and I'd highly, well, I say highly recommend it. I don't know if it's there anymore. Probably not. 
but this was during Halloween at Alton Towers. The other mazes they had were in the actual towers of Alton Towers, which is like this huge castle, which I don't think they open most of the year round, but come Halloween, they put horror mazes in them and it's awesome. Ooh. Might have to go to Alton Towers. Maybe that was what I had done. That sounded familiar. Not the gate, not the like chain link fence one, but this like opening up one of those buildings. I think that might have been what I'd... I'll tell you what though, this chain link fence yeah. one, I'd be quite interested to definitely never go in there because that sounds like hell. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to I thought you could be like, oh, you know what? I'm interested. Nope. It's <laughs> like deep nope. horror rumblings in the background. Like deep the speakers they've obviously put around everywhere. It made it really immersive. It was really cool. But yeah, the, the figure was huge as well. I want to say it was like, it looked, anyway, I don't know if it was like trickery, but it looked about seven or eight feet tall. And it kind of looked like a demon, but with like a, a long black robe, like almost like a goat head kind of thing. Okay. It was hard to tell because you only got like snippets of it every few seconds kind of thing. I hope I'm not the only one doing this. I'm like picturing what yep. you're describing in my head. Yeah, like I'm doing my right, best to sure. come up with an idea of what you're talking about. I'm thinking a little bit of the... um. The creatures that we, or the people that we played as in Devour, but with goat heads and really tall. <laughs> so it's basically just like the Satanist robes, but with a goat head. Yeah, it was, uh, if my, my best explanation would be like, it was almost wearing, like from the neck down anyway, like nun robes. You couldn't really see its body. It was just like one figure, like a black figure wearing robes. And then its head looked like a demon's head, but it was just really tall. Yeah, it was clever. Jamie, you've done something similar we were talking about this over the weekend not the week was it was the weekend i was gonna say have we ever done anything like this outside of the halloween season but you've done that escape room haven't you we've done a couple of horror escape rooms yeah which i guess i guess you could compare these to a horror maze i suppose yeah so me and tegan went with our friends kate and andrew on like a weekend of doing escape rooms like a little holiday um because we both really really enjoy doing them and we did two, and one of them was called The Butcher. Um, and I want to say it's in Leeds or maybe Derby. I can't remember. No, it's, it's somewhere around like the Nottingham. Derby. The Nottingham Sorry, Derby area. <laughs> of course. Derby. So The Butcher was quite well done because they tell you from the get go. They basically tell you what's going to happen, but they don't tell you when. Um, I don't, don't want to do any spoilers, but it's a set. It's a, it, I think it is like. Because it gives you this impending doom yeah. that you don't know. Like, you know what's going to happen, but you just don't know when. But I'm not going to give any spoilers in case anyone hasn't done it. But if you want to look up The Butcher Escape Room, it will definitely come up in Google as like, the first result. Could you give us like a vague premise? Um, you've been kidnapped by a man they call The Butcher. Um, and your objective is to escape his warehouse. And they basically tell you that The Butcher is going to come back for you. They kind of describe how. But they basically like, he's going to come back for you. And when he does run <laughs> and <laughs> that's all you get run. told in that's an escape much room, all, run pretty much all you get told. It's and it's quite cleverly done because it is just this like constant. When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? While you're trying to solve puzzles, your brain's in, like split into two probably, isn't it? Yeah, it's like this paranoia kicks in and you can't really concentrate very well. But it was quite cool. It was the first guess technically the second horror escape room i ever did and um, the one i did before that was called Howitz, which was by the same company but it was more of just like a kind of creepy atmosphere rather than actual horror but we did one after that which would have been my third ever horror escape room and it was called edith and i'm pretty sure this one is in the same area like derby sort of area oh it was it was so good it was essentially you're in like a house that has some like twisty corridors in it 
and there is a ghost inside that has like taken so like you, someone from your company has been sent in to retrieve something and they've gone missing so you've gone in to then try and find them is the basic premise and yeah you're trying to work your way through these winding corridors and there's also something else there with you the whole time and it's like causing mischief and like running around through these like secret doors that we never managed to find any of them but it's, it's been done so well but it's like a fun scary because it's kind of like a you're a bit on edge you know there's something there you don't know when it's gonna where it's gonna come from or when but it was really really well done and it's not my kind of thing at all but genuinely one of the most fun i've had in an escape room i think it's definitely up there in my like top 10 so far it was oh nice Mwah. sounds clever that's perfect yeah it was really really well done uh, the fact that they can they can run around and hide in these like essentially escape doors that you never able to find is yeah they, they must have a few because he can like it was appearing from like places that we were like how did you even get there like i don't understand even if all three of us were like split up into different places still somehow they'd appear <laughs> between all of us you wouldn't see them enter it was great to do it so silently as well yeah yeah without obviously like running job. past you they're like oh they're gonna come out in a second yeah it was really really good but i guess you could compare that to a horror horror maze in a way but i think it's more unsettling that you're walking through a thing constantly with loads and loads of different things in there like being scary and not cool yeah um whereas this one is just one there's just one thing I'd, I'd say it's comparable. Did you escape all of those escape rooms? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Of course he did. Think Who are you talking to? Jamie has the highest rate of not getting killed by a serial killer than most people in real life. <laughs> 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 nice. The stats speak for That's themselves. Everyone likes stat sheet. He's talking to us now and he's been exposed to serial killers. Joe and I can't say that, I think. I hope. Joe? <laughs> uh, no, I can't say he's ever, ever been hunted by... Or sought after <laughs> by serial killer. So there you go. I'm statistically oh no, Joe the serial killer. Oh, that's Ooh. true. Well, it's one in every three people a serial people a serial killer. <laughs> one in every three people. One in every people. <laughs> one in every three people are serial killers. <laughs> that's right. He destroys that Kellogg's. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean one of us? That's oh, a very high me, percentage. I mean. Joe is sus. Yeah, it's massive. Do you think also? Um, no, sorry. Go on. I was, say, I was just going to sort of move off mazes for a little bit. I was going to say, do you think that VR as a medium will soon become the new home for horror games? Or do you think that people will still prefer to have a separation of horror experiences between like playing on a PC and playing on a headset? Uh, I d yeah, I think the, the separation is going to be hard to... Pe people are going to want to have horror in front of them and not have to put on a vr for a very very long time i think it's not going to be the new norm for a very long time i'd love to see more of it but not play it you know i want to watch like jacksepticeye or markiplier play it you know <laughs> it's yeah it's because obviously a, head a headset isn't cheap i know right. the quest 2 that's come out is very affordable compared to what previous ones have been but it's still not like an everyday purchase for most people and for game developers to try and get behind it it's just not worthwhile as a full-time experiment yeah i don't think but it, it'll still be good for a one-off yeah you do get a lot of these games that already exist and then they're modified to sort of fit the vr experience a great example of that <laughs> is resident evil 7 an already terrifying game and then a game that looks that good to be able to like put over your head than be in it yeah if they can they can master that yeah because obviously it's you still get a bit of motion sickness, or I do. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm sure some people don't, but with those games that were originally meant to not be a VR game, then ported to VR, 
can be quite nauseating. Yeah. But fun while it lasts. I think VR is the perfect platform for horror, though. It's the perfect place for horror to exist. It's just finding, I don't know, like perfecting it, I suppose. Like yeah. coming up with a new idea that hasn't been done before in VR. Is there an asymmetrical horror game? You know, like the Dead by Daylight kind of experience, but you're the survivor in a headset and the killer could be someone on PC. Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I think they're... No idea. So kind of. Kind of. But I don't think there's as much moving around like there is in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. I think it's more... You have to... It's kind of like a horror escape room almost. There is a killer around. And I think it's not... I think it's, yeah, the person on the PC is the killer. And the person in the headset is trying to escape kind of thing. I think there are party games similar to that. I'm sure Gregory showed me some, but <laughs> I haven't actually played them myself. He's a VR go-to guy, isn't he? Yeah, if you need any que- questions answered, Gregorovich, go to Gregory. Yeah, Gregorovich94 on Twitch. Go give him a shout and tell him, Oi, my headset's broke. What do I do? Funny enough, my headset is broke. I do need to is fix it. Is it actually? Yeah, oh. it's not tracking. But I did, um, I did enjoy Phasmo on my own in VR whilst I played it. Yeah. It was creepy. It definitely adds a different, an extra level of scare than it would be just mouse, keyboard, and monitor, for sure. It's a medium that I don't want to see die. I, You know, like, um, the Xbox Connect that came and went, and then um, PlayStation had the PS camera, and that just didn't become a thing. But VR is holding on, and I want to see something that really, like, sinks its claws in to make more people buy a VR headset. Because, like you said, the Quest is affordable. I mean, I guess the only catch is you have to stay signed up to Facebook. But if you're happy with that, it was 150 quid, roughly 200 pounds. Nah, it's more than 250? that. 300. 300. I mean, it's, so it's the same cost as a, a console, yeah. a new console. Well, it's still cheaper than the PS5. And it'd be good to, you know, if that, was, if that becomes in more and more people's households. And then, I don't know, it take, it'll take one or two titles that make people go, oh my God, if you played this, you have to go play this. Like, I don't know, Halo for the Xbox is would be my example that would really like shoot the sales through just to get that medium more people developing on it and then we can get all these like new sexy horror games coming soon <laughs> well that's it we're slowly gonna move towards it it's not gonna you're not gonna get that big title anytime soon i don't think i know they did half-life alex which was oh, that's beautiful quite a big yeah big one Apparently but um, it's one of the best vr games you can get i haven't played it yet but oh man it's incredible it's gonna take a while for it to really take off i reckon when it's worth the developer's time to mass produce a game and regularly think about making games for vr but now we've got the quest it's gonna slowly start happening for sure but i think it's gonna take a while yeah nice well i know about you guys what about films all films yeah we can quickly jump into horror films yeah buddy I suck at horror films. I was saying this over the weekend. I need someone to tell me what to watch and then I'll go sit down and watch it. But if not, I get overwhelmed with choice. I'm in the process of watching the Conjuring series. There's quite a lot of films that go into that series, actually. I didn't realise how deaf it was. It up. You were saying there's like maybe like nine or ten films? At the moment, probably. And most people have probably seen a handful of them but didn't realise they were connected. Yeah. It's like the, the Marvel Studios of uh, <laughs> of horror. The horror cinematic universe. Oh, you're a the horror cinematic fan, universe, are you? Yeah. Tell me what happens in 15 minutes into The Nun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh please no. But yeah, so <laughs> at the moment there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films out, but a few more in the works. God. And there's still one that's out that I haven't seen that I've still yet to, but there's obviously The Conjuring 1 and 2. The first one was fantastic. 
Yeah, so, I uh, love the first Have you guys one. seen it? Yes. Yeah, really good. I have seen a Conjuring film. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell you which one it was, though. Likely the first one. Uh, the Conjuring 2 didn't do as well. I think that one was set in the UK. The first one was... was... Yeah, I think so. Oh. Uh, I mean, I've only seen it once. That one, I can't remember that well. But yeah, there's a Conjuring 1. Let me tell you what happens in Conjuring 2 if it's set in the UK quickly. Man walks down the street. Chav goes, Oi, mate, got a light. And then he gets sucked up by the traffic light demon. And that's it. <laughs> nice. Cut. It's wait. everyone in the UK's worst fear, so don't uh, don't laugh at it. <laughs> so if someone asks you for a light, start running. Pretty much. Also, all of the Annabelle, Annabelle films are part of the Conjuring series. So the first one to come out was The Conjuring. The second film to come out was Annabelle, which weren't that great. It was average. But then the, the second Annabelle film, which came out after The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creations was fantastic. It was uh, kind of a backstory on Annabelle, and it's set in this orphanage, which was creepy. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. It just had this little puppet scene. And my sister, I know this for a fact, is... Has like a, a mini phobia of Punch and Judy. <laughs> like she always did when she was a kid. It is scary. Uh, it is creepy, to be fair. But there is a scene in that that had kind of played homage to that style of puppetry. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it was terrifying. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> the Nun? Have you guys seen I've heard the good Nun? things. I've heard it's very I scary. I think The Nun actually might be the film that I've seen. Ooh. Possibly. I was picturing it in my head and I was like, I remember it being in like a big chapel kind of thing. And I remember there being like nuns in it. I think that might be the one that was it a prequel or something like that. Yeah, can't really remember. I think yeah, it was, it was supposed the... to be set like before first one know, in the timeline. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the one that I've seen. Weirdly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that one is part of the series, and then one that not many people know about that I watched probably a couple of months ago. I had to find it because it was really obscure, and I don't think it came out in cinemas. Actually, no, it wouldn't have done. It was after. Oh no, it was. Okay, I don't know, but anyway, it's called <laughs> of the Curse of La Llorona. Oh, you so yeah, no idea. Didn't you have to buy this one? I did because it wasn't anywhere. It wasn't on Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, or any other streaming service. So I had to go buy you it. You are one of five people who now own Curse of La Llorona. Nice. I do, and if you want to see it, just hit me up. It's on my Amazon account. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, sold. Signed, sealed, delivered. The only one I've yet to see is the newest Annabelle film, Annabelle Comes Home. That's next on the list. I'm probably going to have to buy that as well. But I'm so intrigued by this series that I want to watch them all because I think The Conjuring 3 is coming out real soon. Get myself hyped up for it. If you like became like famous content creator, Mr. Streamer, Mr. YouTube, would you do the classic content creator move of having a home cinema, but would you decorate it in a way of like a, with like horror posters everywhere? And horror sort of paraphernalia. I, maybe not all horror. I do like the idea of having kind of like a cinema where you'll have the, the hallway, the corridor of posters either side. Yeah. That'll look pretty cool. But it's not on the top of my to-do list of when I become rich. So <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. I like that attitude. When I become rich. Are you listening, guys? When Joe hits the big time and he knows it's coming. <laughs> I carry around the list with me all the He's time. He's got a fiver in his pocket. He's already there, boys. <laughs> Yeah, writing on the back of an old scrap of paper. When I become a millionaire, <laughs> gonna buy a big house. Go see the Bowie. Yeah, Joe's gonna buy all the existing copies of that Nanarona film. <laughs> yeah, make it a cult legend. I own all of them. How does one own every digital copy? Interesting. I'll find a way. You'll find a way. You'll have you'll have money. You can make it happen. When it I will buy the server in which it's currently stored. <laughs> nice. Just get the server blade, hang it on the wall. I call that a win. 
Yeah. You know where this is going. <laughs> That's my win of the week. <laughs> All right. I'm done being scared for a little bit. I don't know about you guys. I'm too scared. Need a short break. When you're a west, you need a little oasis. I need a bonfire, please. Neutral post on Reddit. Wins of the week, boys. Wins of the week. Wins of the damn week. I mean, we've got a collective win of the week. We do. If we want to start with that. Yeah. We had the try biannual not really but um we had a barbecue we took advantage of the bad english weather we chose the least worst day <laughs> which had to be a sunday and um yeah we we met up for the first time in nine months and had a barbecue outdoors with us and our partners it was it was beautiful it was wonderful it was a it was a refreshing magical it was wonderful <laughs> magical nice i'm glad you got it scoot was in yeah. the back there just going well done dj scooter look he turned it down we're trying to eat our burgers please it's nice to see each other in person again instead of over a camera yes through a monitor and soon we can do it even more right now yeah yep i think it's only less than two weeks away until we're actually allowed to do it inside yeah it's uh, um not this monday but the monday afterwards right yeah week monday it's coming it's coming nice new j3 videos alarm and a countdown set we're gonna um Record Silent Hill. We need to finish That's a game it. for once. <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> we can maybe finally finish a horror series that we started. I can't wait. And the anthology as well. We need to. Oh, need I to keep forgetting that. about that. I might have to. Dark Pictures anthology. Can we start that again, just offline, and then we, when we get to the point that we recorded, can we just carry on recording from there? I don't think it'll take long. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we did. Little Nightmares yeah, is got called. Like one or two episodes in, I think. Oh really? Just watch the so, episodes yeah. again, Jim. It no. won't take long. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's true. We didn't delete those ones, did we? Nah. No. No. No, no, no. All no, right. No. Well, I'll make my way to youtube.com slash j3channel and I'll go watch Little Hope 1 and 2. Probably be a good idea to watch The Last Silent Hill as well. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Talk about Rene's stomach acid and stuff. <laughs> and Devour. <laughs> and Pacify. And all the other horror games that you guys drag me through. You think we're only just getting started, Jamie. <laughs> this is it. We're exposing you to all the corners of the horror globe. We're going to specifically... In turn up jamie's headphone volume when he plays <laughs> yeah we're right telling him just like you and me at low volume and jamie just like cranked up he's like guys should it be this loud crank him up to 100 and 101 turn about 211 we're sat at a nice 40 we do have a um another win of the week as well we had we a one year affiliate anniversary stream recently which Ooh. we did that was that was going to be my win of the week anyway because oh nice as that and the barbecue are the most exciting thing that's happened since the last episode really go on then I'll let you take the it take was, it away then. They were just really, really good. We had the barbecue. I got to cook some burgers. It rained for ten minutes. I'd call that a win. We've, <laughs> Not uh, too bad. We weren't the three only people of the there. four barbecues that we've had at my place have been rained on, so we've got a twenty-five percent success rate of no rain so far. Nice. And yeah, we had our one-year anniversary celebration of one year of twitching. If you aren't. If you're not watching us on Twitch, you should be. Twitch.tv slash J3 channel. You should come and celebrate with us. It's a bit late now, but you should come celebrate with us anyway. <laughs> Drop in and be like, hey, happy one year, boys. Yeah. But yeah, so really, it went really, really well. We had a great time. Better than I ever imagined. Involved. Holy crap. Yeah, it was some people are insanely generous and kind and loving and supportive. And can't thank them all enough, really. They're all big good. Big good. Everyone is thumbs up. That's enough niceness from me. I'll just crawl <laughs> back and off with. Now. I never thought we'd meet such a great bunch online. Yeah. You know when you get a, a picture of people online in your head, you automatically think of the darker side of the web. <laughs> the trolls. 
the meme lords. Somehow, we found the others. We found the good side. We found the... And uh, we can't thank you enough. Beautiful human beings. Yeah. I think we have a completely different experience, because when I'm on, <laughs> <laughs> I get nothing but shit. Jamie is the lightning rod of the group. I am the lightning rod of the group. So they can focus on their unending love for me and Joe. Yeah. Thank you, Jamie. Seems to be the for way it goes. For your sacrifice. <laughs> I have no idea how this dynamic occurred, but it's prevalent. I'm living for it. It's great. Yeah. It works for me. I'm not complaining. Quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me. <laughs> I don't. I hope Jamie's okay with it, though. I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> Are you happy? Yeah, I'll just keep chugging on. <laughs> yeah. I'll make do. Yeah, all right. It's crystal tear, like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeks wet from crying, just streaming, like, hey, guys, it's Jamie, Jamie. Back of it. <laughs> Chat's just filling up. And it's, oh, it's this loser again. <laughs> Go easy on me. <laughs> oh. He's never once won at Geo Guesser. <laughs> no. To take away the abuse from Jamie a little bit. Yeah. My wing of, win of the week is far less exciting and far less important, but I finally recovered from my first leg day back to the gym after lockdown. <laughs> oh, did you, that was last nice. week, wasn't it? It was last Wednesday. And today is Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> I recovered I recovered from it yesterday, so I'm I'm two days clean. <laughs> <laughs> two days clean. I haven't squatted over fifteen days. But I was trying to figure out why my legs hurt so bad. Because I've had leg days before where I've come away and my legs have ached for a good three days. Yeah. And that was well, probably not normal, but it happened every now and again. This one being a five to six day ache was unheard of. And I think it was down to me losing flexibility over lockdown, not doing any stretching, getting lazy. So when I did eventually do a squat at the gym, I went down as low as I normally would go, but I don't think my muscles were like flexible to do it. Ready. But because I had a giant weight on my shoulder, it didn't feel like I was straining to get down low because gravity was doing it for me. So it kind of felt natural. But then when I went to do my second set of squats everything felt like it was going to tear. Like I went to do my first rep and I was like, oh, no, I have to stop. I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to hurt myself. So I had to put the weight back on the rack, lower myself down slowly with my own body weight just to try and lengthen my muscles back out again yeah. and then go and do my second set. And I think I just stretched my muscles beyond what they were capable of at that time. So... But I can walk again now. Hooray. <laughs> nice. The worst part is when you want to go to the toilet after the first day, when you're, when you're at your worst, and you sort of have to like fall on the toilet to sort of, you know, like a guided fall to get your legs down. If not, it's just screaming agony. Yeah, that as well. And the toilet seat is usually massively uncomfortable on your hamstrings, which are torn. And cold. <laughs> and your, your glutes. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you haven't got the stairs, fortunately, but that's also a nightmare. I used to live in a house with stairs. I know the pain. Oh, yeah, good point. I used to be a cyclist, remember? <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> for, for, me, for me, the worst day was my second day after squatting. First day was like, oh, it's beginning to wake. It's feeling uncomfortable. Day number two, I had to crawl into work. <laughs> I'm here to work, guys. Joe, go home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're five hours late. <laughs> but I'm here, aren't I? Like, just covered in gravel on your work shirt. just <laughs> <laughs> Blood down my knees. <laughs> Apart from, like, yeah, nice. I also got a humble win of the week as well. Gone then. The year anniversary in the barbecue um, are the main highlights. But I also, on the exercise hype, I ran a sub-24 minute 5K, which is something I haven't done in a while. Nice. nice. Go on, Jim. Yeah. This big boy can run fast when he needs to. 
and they're um I live in quite a hilly area, so it's it's hard enough as it is. So I'm like doubly impressed that I could do it. But it's been a long time since I've pushed myself to the point where I have to chuck up. So um <laughs> Nice. Got to the end of my run. My my watch vibrated for five K and I immediately just went Bleh! <laughs> That's it. That's, That's the end of my you... run. I was on the floor like spewing. That's great. That's how you know you've pushed it hard. Yeah. Good work. I think it was like twenty three, thirty four or something like that. I was I was chuffed to bits. I was very happy with that. That's a good time. Did you were you able to find amongst the hills a flattish route? Yes, kinda. Yeah, it's not too bad. The it ends on a downhill, which is very nice. Ah, oh, so you can downhill really, sprint finish. You can just cane it, and you feel good all the way. And then you remember that you're gonna be sick. <laughs> you know when people hire like a, a photographer at a distance when they're like gonna propose to their girlfriend or something <laughs> yeah i wish you'd done that for this i'd love to have seen that or just me like bent over hand your 5K on my knees. And there's just a, there's just high res picture of you just chundering <laughs> but a very cinematic picture like nice blurred out background sun rays coming in yeah. at the perfect angle um nice glistening <laughs> effect off his puke <laughs> is that like a um paparazzi for you content creators <laughs> jay free jimmy has thrown up in the street when will the debauchery end <laughs> I suppose that finally, that can, um, it reminds me that we've finally hit 200 subs on our YouTube channel. Yes, thank you very much who subscribed, by the way. That's, yeah, we uh, did. That goes a long way. But because of that, Jimmy and, I, Jimmy and I have agreed to do a, or stream a 10k run. So that's coming soon to a stream near you on Twitch. We'll be streaming ourselves running. I don't know how it's going to go because we're going to run somewhere that's where neither of us, of us live. Yeah, because we don't want to Yeah, we could ourselves. get lost. So we're going to have to meet yeah. somewhere. Stay tuned for that. That could be horrible. It could be more than 10k. Knowing us, it will be more than 10k if we get lost. Just running in circles. Guess that's good for you if you like to watch us be hot and sweaty and breathing heavily. Mm. Yeah. I suppose I better I get one of those, do. like, <laughs> what are they called? Like, oh, the selfie uh, pods sticks for your phone? Oh, do you kind mean, of, but like the gyro Like ones. a tripod. Yeah, but like, I don't really know what they're called. One with a curve on it, yeah. Dildo? No. <laughs> a, a bent tripod. <laughs> a bent tripod. Is it a I don't gimbal? Know how it, <laughs> oh, it could be a gimbal. Is that what it's called? A gimbal? Maybe. I have no idea. I, that sounds familiar. We'll look that up afterwards. I think it's called a gimbal. M-gimbal or just gimbal? Just gimbal. I assume we're going to have to take it in turn who's holding the, the phone to stream. I googled gimbal and I got 10 kilograms of sack of ice melt granules. Oh. And the Jingle Bells original song. <laughs> what if you type in camera gimbal? Never. I'm happy with that answer. All right. Nice. <laughs> we can use that to that film. Of you on your 10k run. What if we, <laughs> Jamie, why can't you just follow us and record us? Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> what if we we'll get you like a little push bike? Give me a golf caddy and I'll do it. <laughs> you just run us over. It'd be more entertaining to watch Jamie drive a golf caddy through a footpath. <laughs> <laughs> why wasn't that the challenge? Electric scooter. 500 subs, Jamie rents his golf caddy and puts it on the street. <laughs> If we could make that happen, then I'd do it. 100%. That'd be great. I could fun. film it. Or a Segway. Yeah, or a Segway. <laughs> all, them, all those um, rentable scooters you can get nowadays. Speed run oh, from yeah. one end of town to the other. That'd be expensive. I think they charge per minute. What? Really? Yeah. That's terrifying. I don't know how much it is. Can't be much, but well, the ones around me do. Speaking of Segways, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider following us on all our other mediums. You can find us on Twitch, YouTube, 
We have merch. It's all damn good. YouTube.com slash channel to find all of our offline content. You can watch videos of the podcast where it's a stationary picture, but you get to hear our voices. As well as gameplay featuring all three of us. You can find us live on Twitch.tv slash channel. And we have a merch store, which is linked on the Twitch channel. I don't know the link off the top of my head. It's, it's teespring.com. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. Slash. At some point, we'll have our own domain. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be easier then. That's work in progress. We always look at Jamie for the for the URL yeah. for that. He always sees his like, face on our camera when we see him. He's like smirks because he knows the URL <laughs> is impossible. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you have enjoyed this so far, please consider checking out the other episodes of the podcast as well. I promise you they're equally, if not more or less, entertaining. It's subjective. So, so it could be <laughs> terrible, it could what, be great. What you basically just said was, I promise you that the quality varies. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you you'll have a good time, though. That's guaranteed. That's a J3 promise. J3 promise. Yeah. I just want to remind you how amazing that segue was because it involved an actual <laughs> yeah, segue. Thank you. Thank you. We should, we should get spooky again, I think. Yeah. I hope everyone else is ready to get spooky because we're going it's back time. into Spooksville. I'm fed up with being comfortable, you know. I just want to not sleep tonight. I want to um, close my eyes, panic that there's something behind me, and f- stare at the door until the sun comes up. That sounds Isn't like that my what perfect Alfie's evening. Full. <laughs> it's what Alfie's for. And Joe's um, perfect evening. Get both. Perfect. Have you ever done that? Have you ever watched a film that's stuck with you for so long that you've not slept? Uh, I don't think so. Not because... I'm scared. There's been films that have like kept you up because you're thinking about it, but not necessarily in a scary way. It just it just makes you think. And I don't think it's been less been less about the horrorness of the film and more about the premise, I guess. Like if I watched a film where a whole family died and it was really sad, that would be like, oh man, I'd be thinking about that. Like, what if that was real? That kind of thing that kept me up. But otherwise, no, I've never been kept awake at night because I'm scared. When I was I don't know, I think about 2021. And do you remember Marble Hornets? Like the the beginning of Slenderman. There's like a YouTube series of um, this guy. He made this like school project and he kept noticing in the background there was this really tall man in a black suit with like a white face mask. And then he started investigating it. Then he started getting haunted by it. And then Slenderman started appearing in his day-to-day life. I watched that at 1am once. And I think I watched like 20 episodes. And I was like, I'll watch more later. Thinking I wasn't scared. And then I, like, didn't sleep until the sun came up. My back was against the wall. I was staring at the door just like, I know it's not real, but what if it is? What if someone's out there right now, like, panicking? And then, like, every now and then I'd, like, peek the curtains to make sure nothing was out there. (laughs) Poor Jimmy. I was terrified, man. That's, like, the worst I've ever, like, experienced a genuine fear. After that, I was fine. It just took, like, you know, I had to, like, after I slept, I was like, that was ridiculous. But because I was stuck in such, like, a a fight or flight sort of mode. I was up all night. Have you ever had like any paranormal like experiences as we're kind of semi on the topic? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Like I'd I'd say that I don't not believe in ghosts, I guess I'm skeptical. I like to think there's maybe like an astral plane or some sort of spiritual plane where with enough energy, maybe something could interact with me, you know, scientifically it probably isn't a thing, but, you know, it's nice to think possibly that could happen. I remember once when I, I don't know how, if this really qualifies as paranormal, but I remember once when, where, where I grew up, the, the freezer was outdoors in the shed and I wanted to get an ice cream. Typical Jimmy, right? 
Nice. So um, was it a chalk ice? It was. Oh my, no, no, no. God <laughs> no. How dare you? <laughs> Suggest such foul. So that's worse than the horror. Blasphemous. Yeah. So I went out to the shed. It was it was really dark and late at night, and uh, um, there's no light. So so I had to like take this little torch. Went to the shed, opened it up, and then I've never felt it before, and I've never felt it since. But I had this like intense feeling that something was staring at me with like a dangerous intent. You know what I mean? And then yeah, I remember looking back down towards like the small alleyway towards the back door to the house, and I've like I just felt like something was there past my door. Couldn't That's tell you, creepy. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what it was. I couldn't actually see anything in my mind's eye. I felt like something was there, and yeah, I just felt super unsafe, and I didn't get an ice cream, and I just pegged it back inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And ever since then, that's the worst like, outcome to this yeah, story. I was just a little unsettled from my back garden ever since then. But oh man, that was the only time I ever experienced anything like that. That was strange. I didn't. There's probably nothing there. You know, it's probably just my imagination jumping through hoops. Maybe I had too much sugar that night already. I think. Well, maybe supposedly your brain is powerful enough to make you think these things, isn't it? And to make you yeah. feel these things. But I don't know, a lot of it can be unexplained. I don't think I've ever had an experience like that myself. I've had dreams where they felt real, but then you wake up yeah. and you know they're not. Amanda's had a few. Like she's had one where she's almost certain she was awake for it. And it was in, in bed. I was fast asleep, but there was like a, a woman's figure sat at the end of our desk. On, 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 at the end of a desk? At the end of a bed. And uh, she was sat like by my feet as well. She sat on my side of the bed, looking away, but wouldn't oh, right. move. Oh, that's oh, that made my skin crawl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. And uh, if that could just not happen, that'd be good. I was like, Why you <laughs> tell me this? But I don't actually believe in the things myself, so I can watch horror films and go to bed happy at night, <laughs> which is probably why I can enjoy them so much because I don't believe in them. But yeah, that one was creepy. I've had dreams where I've been like trapped in my bed. And I've always had this like nun like figure stood at the end of my doorway and kind of glide like over to paralysis. me. Like I'm yeah, I'm paralyzed. Ooh. And then it was like start strangling me until I wake I up. Do you get that often? Uh, well, when I say often, I've had it probably a handful of times. More when I was a kid. Doesn't really happen anymore. Terrifying. That gets a nice juicy no thank you from <laughs> me as well. Yeah, it wasn't nice. Have you ever had any experience like like sleep paralysis, Jamie, or anything like that? No. Not that I can think of. Mum and Dean have had a weird thing happen. Um, I think it was only a few years ago as well. And my mum, now my mum's never been one to like believe in ghosts or anything like that. But I don't know if it was on the same day or a day apart. But mum heard a noise. So mum is in the bathroom, in the bathroom, and she heard and she heard a noise come from like the hallway, the upstairs hallway. And she opened the door, and she was certain that she saw like a figure. Of, I think that she described it kind of like a fisherman. I think that's how she described it, like a big coat and like the, the flat kind of wax hat sort of thing, like a hat. And I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if she ever mentioned like he had a, like a fisherman or anything like that. But I think that that was kind of the general description that she gave, and thought that was really strange. And then again, it was either the same day or the day after. Dean and my mum hadn't told Dean that this had happened. Dean had a had a experience which was kind of similar, but I think he thought that he heard his name be shouted, so then like kind of looked outside again into the upstairs hallway, and also saw a figure, and then they then they then happened to discuss it 
a couple of days later that mom was just like, I had this really weird thing happen. And I think I saw like this fisherman looking and the description that they both gave was really similar. And I think that's really weird. Yep. Oh, second skin crawl. Well done. Yeah. Like they hadn't previously discussed it, but the the thing that they both think they saw was similar. And I think that's weird. Like a shared. Yeah. It's strange when they haven't, hadn't discussed it. There's nothing Mm. to. And then both. Plant the idea. It naturally occurred twice. Yeah. Mum reckons that there's some weird stuff that happens in the house every now and then. It's nothing like nothing like huge, but I think that's the, the biggest one they've had so far. But like they sometimes hear noises or feel like they've heard a voice or something like that. But it doesn't happen very often. But mum mum reckons there's probably something there, but she doesn't really I'm kind of the same. I I don't I don't believe in them, but I'm open to the yeah. idea of it. But I haven't experienced anything. I don't really know how I'd react if I did, honestly. But yeah, because you, you know that rocks your world belief, doesn't it? If you experience something like that, you're going to be terrified. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's this new world yeah. that you haven't encountered right in front of you. You have nothing else but to be scared, mm. right? Even if it's like a loved one, just to say hi, how have you been? I didn't want this. You're dead. <laughs> Stay dead. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be a fight or flight kind of guy. I'm yeah, yet to I find know. out. I think I'm more of a flight kind of guy. This is what all the running's for. <laughs> For ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all practice. I'll start practice doing weights this. so they can carry Jody away as well at the same speed. <laughs> There's a story back from near where I used to live in Kent, a place called Bluebell Hill. And there was a like one of those ghost stories that quite mm-hmm. a lot of places have. Um, and this one in particular that I can't I can't really remember the backstory of the the like the ghost, but it had been reported a few times, specifically by lorry drivers. So Bluebell Hill is actually kind of like a hill slash, I don't really know, let's just call it a hill. Um, it does have bluebells on it, or did, doesn't anymore, it's now got a oh, housing estate on it, but that's not the point. Aww. But there's a main road next to it, and a bunch of lorry drivers had allegedly reported there being like a a girl on the side of the road, like trying to hitch a ride, and they'd, they'd pick the girl up, ask where she was going, and then start driving, and then she would just be gone. Ooh. So she's got in the lorry and then not long afterwards, they've maybe like taken their eye off of like them to see what they're doing on the road and they look back and she's gone. And I'm like, ooh. That's the classic go-to <laughs> cool. horror story, that is. I like yeah, that story. That's a good one. Mm. I like that. That's a little, that's a campfire one. That's yeah. one you can tell when you're, you're out sat by the fire <laughs> and you'd be like, right. Yeah. It's got everything right. you need. It's short and punchy. It's got a location that you're familiar with. You put those two together and you can really get yeah. on a quick little boo, you know. Yeah. We, um, where I grew up, um, I um, grew up near a place called uh, Borough Castle. Borough Castle is now obviously ruins because it sank in the marshland and it was built to be a defense against the Vikings. I think it was against the Vikings. Something like that. If you've played Assassin's nice. Creed Valhalla, that ga- that castle's in the game, which is really cool. Anyway. Rochester Castle's in it as well. Which oh, is, is it cool. really? Which is not far from Bluebell Hill, funnily enough. Nice. Sorry, carry on. The room with that one is, um, and it reminded you reminded me of it when you were talking about your um, your mum and Dean story, that apparently there's a certain night of the year. It's not Halloween. I can't remember what date it is. I think it might be October sometime still, though. And if you go at the ruins at 3 a.m., because witching hour, you're likely to encounter a fisherman ghost. Nice. And it's just... I've never gone. I've been too scared to go explore it myself. I suppose maybe this could be like a future <laughs> J Free YouTube video. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say that. Oh, and be the, up for um, that. But that's the um, the general consensus is 
through like through like most people in Norfolk, I think, have some sort of story with Borough Castle ruins, and there's gonna be like a fisherman ghost. I can't remember beyond the details, but I think you can actually look it up, and there's like some websites about it. I've never seen it myself, like I said, but that's the local rumor for that area. Okay, I've been pestered by Amanda a few times to she wants to stay at specific haunted Ooh. hotels <laughs> that you can book, like know. ones that have had. Like, well, not not intentionally. To, I've, I've I've been saying I'd I'd go to one, I'd stay in one, but she believes in this stuff, and I know it'd keep like she'd be terrified. She'd want to do it, but then I'd be worried about the long term effects from it, like how it'd play That's on your true. mind, the kind of mind tricks it'd play. I don't know. The uh, Knickerbocker Glory in Chicago apparently is haunted and that's the crew hotel for BA I don't know if it still is but so I've been there about four or five times and um, while I never experienced anything paranormal just knowing that the potential of it being paranormal used to creep me out (laughs) I'm like oh it's fine I'm gonna go into my room and watch Magical World of Gumball on Cartoon Network (laughs) and not get pestered by any ghosts but Going through the corridor. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna watch. You know American Horror Story, the Lady Gaga season hotel. Well, it was hotel, wasn't it? Those yeah. corridors yeah. looked like that hotel, so I'd always have that. Wonder if it was based off of it, maybe. Possibly, I don't know. That'd been cool. I have to look yeah. that up because it'd have been cool. They did like, their research and kind of have based it off a real haunted hotel kind of thing. That's pretty cool. It kind of always reminds me. So that that season reminds me of the hotel in A Dead of Night a little bit. The the hot the corridors anyway the hallways that game is great similar are you gonna play that again Jamie do you know yes I will do of course I will nice. in twenty twenty two give yourself a year break once a year Jamie <laughs> yeah. will play it dead of night yeah but he completes it <laughs> maybe eventually stay tuned to find yeah, out um when when I used to work at Asda at home, my my hometown as well there was there's these ladies that um they're there they're lovely people I don't think they'll ever listen to this podcast but if you do I hope you're doing well guys. <laughs> And they are avid ghost hunters. And the lady that uh, who was telling me about it, she said she used to be a skeptic. Like, oh yeah, I never believed in it before. Blah 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 blah. And the um the other lady that she met through working at Asda convinced her one day. Hey, like, hey, let's go. Let's do these events. We'll get like a guided tour to X, Y, and Z. And she went, yeah, why not? It'd be nice, you know. Sing, you know, like um, what's the word? socialize outside of work and stuff like that she just thought she was going for like you know a little spooky fun and she said that they i think they went to a graveyard somewhere i think they like drove like quite a while for it this is like the fifth or sixth time she'd gone out or something like that and she was just walking around in the dark on her own just minding her own business while everyone else is like looking for ghosts so they all sort of split off in their own different direction and she said what did it for her sort of sort of made her believe was that in the dead of night, like pitch black, barely on around, you could see like flashlights in the distance every now and then. And something like had grabbed like her shirt and like pulled her down and made her lose her balance. Oh, that would, that would probably yeah, creep me nah. out. In fact, that would creep me out for sure. Yeah. So she said that's what sort of convinced her that to like believe in like a spiritual existence, if you will. Because can snag a jacket on a branch or something. I mean, it's possible, but a pitch black, how are you to know? I guess. Maybe you can yeah. get like, your torch out. It's probably before... a specific feeling of being grabbed and yanked. There is, yeah. Compared to snagging on a branch, be like, oh, that's annoying. But like, yeah. Yeah, she said it like had a tugging effect, like it pulled down on her. So yeah, that's that creepy. Like, yeah. So that's like, like you said, doing, I'd love to do those experiences, but if I experience something like that, the long term psychological effect would, um, I don't know if it'd like, 
Do you know how, like how Jamie's addicted to escape rooms? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like looking for the next like ghost high, if you will. Like, where are we going to go next? Let's go to like Edinburgh Castle Dungeons or whatever. And <laughs> but then forget ever sleeping again. That ain't happening. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Yeah, you start buying like ghost wards and playing into all that, getting like healing crystals around your front room. And... Sounds expensive. We haven't really got any um, like hometown rumors. Well. We have haunted sites, but no specific stories. I know there's been a few episodes of like, uh, what are those ghost shows that used to go around? Most Paranormal haunted. Investigators. Yeah, we've had a, an episode of Most Haunted in my hometown, a uh, pub specifically. I think it was the King George V pub. Really? Nearby. That one? And there's one of them, yeah, over on the west side of town. And the Golden Ball, I think they're supposed to be haunted around there. Otherwise, no specific stories that I'm aware of. There probably are some. I mean, I the one need to share. you have the Hellfire Caves there. I mean, that suggests that it's haunted. Well, they they made that a tourist attraction because the the area was haunted. Ah. So it, obviously, that's it's the caves that they've just doled up to make look scary, kind of thing. But then it was haunted before that. I think was it not actually like a ritualist site for like pagans? Possibly. I know it had history, whatever that might be. <laughs> yeah, when you think about it, like, I know we all say we're, like, sceptics or we just don't believe it, but then we, you think we've all, like, experienced something that we're not quite sure about or something that we're quite uncomfortable with that we just can't quite explain or makes your skin crawl a little bit. Then you just brush it off afterwards, but it's interesting, isn't it? Like, everyone has a story or someone knows someone who's had an experience or a story. Yeah, I mean, if any of you want to tell us about your stories, feel free to chuck them in the Discord. I'll happily read them. Absolutely. Oh, people, yeah, very interesting, especially if you were like um, the lady from Asda where you were like, nope, no such thing as ghosts. I'm just going to go for fun. And then something happens to you that makes you turn, uh, just flips your worldview. And then you're like, ghosts are real. Here's <laughs> why. This is what happened to me. I'd, I want those stories. What well, if, if you've you just them. been ghost hunting or yeah. something like that or into a into oh, yeah. a haunted place and maybe experienced something or you didn't experience something? Be cool to read up about that. We can even add them in the comments on our YouTube page if you're listening we'll on YouTube. Them. Be very interested. Nice. Ooh, listening to some of these stories, I was actually getting a little spooky. Let's have a, have a nice guys. mental break by. Yes. Answer. We'll move on to answering our coveted podcast question of the week. Has which been it. This week's is has been submitted by Ironside, and it is: What are your guilty pleasure games or TV shows? I'm, I'll kick this one off. I don't know if I have a guilty pleasure game. But my guilty pleasure TV shows are those, oh, those god awful like dating shows on Netflix. I can't. <laughs> There's just something about them. There's something about them that just hooks me in, <laughs> and I don't know why. But me and Teague <laughs> love them for some reason. We don't watch them often, but when we do, we put like an episode on just to see how rubbish it is, and then we get hooked. <laughs> then you hear the whole season. What kind of dating shows? Not like. Well, like yeah. specific dating shows or like Love Island type thing? Uh, kind of Love Island-y. What was that? We watched one a little while ago. I can't remember what it was. It was called Love is Blind, I think, where they get a bunch of people to... They get a group of guys and a group of girls and then they put them in these pods where they can't see each other. So all the guys stay in their own oh, quarters. All the girls stay like in their the own Like the gimmicky ones. Kind of, yeah. And then they like they can only hear their voices. And then the idea is that they all then kind of allegedly start falling in love with them and they pick a partner. And then when they do meet, they meet for the first time and then 
have to get married, I think. Right. <laughs> Something what? like that. It's to kind of <laughs> it's to experiment with whether you can fall in love with someone without ever having seen them, like sort of thing. Then they put them through a bunch of these other challenges, like making them move in with each other for a month after the marriage and blah, 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 this, something, the other. But the whole thing was fascinating but not in like a intriguing way just fascinating to be like this is a thing that people are doing <laughs> and i'm watching it i can see the appeal yeah I'd it was actually jody would love show. that the production value in this one was better than most of the like the normal trash that you get like love island um but yeah, we have started yeah, watching another one kind of recently i can't remember what it's called. i think it's it's i can't remember what it's called but the point of it is to try and find your perfect match so they've got 10 guys 10 girls on like essentially like a love island kind of thing and they've had to go through like these extensive um personality tests and stuff like that and these experts have been like this person is the perfect match for this person blah 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 blah. but they don't tell them who is their perfect match the point is that they will have to find their perfect match themselves to try and figure out which girl and which guy are the perfect matches I can't remember what the, what it's called. I've only watched a couple of episodes of it so far. But it's garbage. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come right out and say it. I've watched series of Love Island before. I'm going to... I hold my hands up to it. Watched it. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, Joe, no. <laughs> there's just something about them. I haven't, I haven't really watched that much Love Island. I didn't like it very much. But there's just something about these kind of experiment with love shows that... Oh, I don't know. You get some right characters on there and it's like... I'm going to dedicate some of my time to watching this go south. It's great. <laughs> it's never, like, I never watch a show thinking, yeah, I get on well with these people, or this seems like the kind of situation I'd want to be in. <laughs> yeah. It's more to to thank God that I'm not there and I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. That's not oh, me. They really do pick all the people that you look at and you're like, I don't want to be associated with you in any way, shape or form. <laughs> but I'll happily watch you associate with these other people from a distance. And I'll watch you make a train wreck of yourself. I don't know what it is, but it is funny. It makes you cringe. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It does everything else. I do want to quickly add one more in. It, I, it's not anymore, but when I was a lot younger, like maybe 15-ish, I did used to, re we spoke about it earlier. I used to love Most Haunted. Like, I loved it. I loved watching it. It was great. Is that a Derek Cole one? Yeah. I did really like watching it. Not so much anymore, but I did. Like those. I preferred the American ones over the UK ones. I think the UK, I find the UK ones like really boring because they're just in a dark room going, is anybody there and getting nothing? But because of the dramatization of the American ones, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm in. I think that's what I didn't like about the American ones. That it was a bit over the top. I quite liked the whole like, oh my god, nothing's happening, but something might happen shortly, even though it usually <laughs> never did. But you never, kn you never knew. <laughs> oh, do you remember when they used to do the live episodes and they were just boring? <laughs> well, that was a dumb idea. How did they get Channel Four to sign off on that? I mean, they'd sign off for anything, I guess. I mean, yeah, the <laughs> give Jay free TV show Channel Four. <laughs> it's like, no, well, I, I heard a, do, or <laughs> did, did you guys hear that? Sign. It was. It sounded like. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I think the so they try me, and build up something that's nothing <laughs> the thing for me was Derek Okora pretending to be possessed those bits were the best bits did he, oh, brilliant did he go to court over something like that uh, for fraud I think <laughs> like wow. tax fraud or like ghost oh, I don't, fraud I don't know what <laughs> human, <laughs> human fraud simply <laughs> justice system for ghost fraud <laughs> Next up on the docket is Derek Core versus the Court of Ghosts. 
for impersonating a ghost without a license. <laughs> I can imagine if you impersonated to be a real person, like I, I am your mother kind of thing, oh, speaking yes, through me. this person, that could cause some problems. <laughs> oh, like people who do cold readings, fuck those people. Yeah, yep. For those who don't know what a cold reading is, they're the ones that'll be like, they call themselves spiritual mediums or something like that. And they'll always have a room of like 90 to 100 people or whatever. And, and they'll be like, oh, I feel someone here. An uncle. Oh, yeah. And they'll be like, I have an uncle. Jer- Jerry, James, John, Gives of a Z. Zach, Zachary, that's it. And then, then they play on that for, until they get yeah. to the specifics. And they'll be like, <laughs> I can't believe he's here. And they'll be like crying and be like, well, no. You're just being manipulated by the plebit on stage. <laughs> Yeah, the, this this spirit is telling me that you you recently noticed something. I did. I noticed there was a a spot on the window. I had to clean it. It's like, yeah, he told me. <laughs> Who told you? Your dead uncle Mark reads notes from like people he's contacted from the audience. <laughs> yep. It was either a, a he or a she. I know a she that's died. <laughs> no way. They have. They have recently left the mortal plane in the last five, six, seven. My uncle died seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jim? Have you got like a guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, I don't know, to be honest. Anime doesn't count. Anime doesn't count. When I, um, I watched a few BTS... Uh, um, <laughs> Hentai does count. Hentai. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what you call them? Reality shows where they... As that's not guilty that's just pleasure in the soup. <laughs> it was basically it was great it was just like watching seven boys have a damn good time and it's very very jealous <laughs> yeah, they, go on, they basically just went on a holiday away from their careers and recorded the whole thing and it was lovely I had a great time I don't know um, I don't know if that's even I'd even call that a guilty pleasure I guess it always comes back to daytime TV doesn't it so maybe Jeremy Kyle is that where you're I going s- with this I used to like Jeremy Kyle yeah me too yeah, I fell out of love with it after a while, after like 10 years of it. <laughs> Remember, um, we all went through that stage of just loving the fuck out of Storage Wars. Storage Wars, as man. It, oh, as I ever pretty... loved the fuck out of it. Oh, man, I was, anytime it was on, I'm like, I'm watching this whole episode. I'm not going back to work until it's over. <laughs> yeah, that was the tea room. Like, when we went to the cinema, that was always what was on at the tea room. I think it yeah. was Storage Hunters I used to watch, I think. Whichever one, whichever one it was that had the auctioneer that was born and he would like say things at a thousand miles per hour. It was amazing. I think oh, it was yeah, Storage the, Hunters. The ex-Marine guy. Was it Sean? Yeah. That's, oh, how did you remember that? Nice oh, job. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> it is Sean. I want to say Sean Kelly is his full name, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh, yeah, the guy remember. that go, bra, bra. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Bra, 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 hundred. Bra, bra. <laughs> like you're not saying yeah. things. You know, actual auctioneers <laughs> say real words, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you slow it down you still get a coherent sentence oh yeah you had there was that oh, yeah. couple on there that were like the bald guy aggressive. and the redhead lady like yeah that she was kind of like short but quite big and she had like an absolute yeah. mouth on her and then you had t-money who was like my favorite by far t-money was the best money he was there for the memes he didn't give a fuck it'd be the same three people that would end up buying stuff every week and then one mystery person that would buy the shit one. <laughs> yeah, the fucking car, not the cast, but the staff pretending to bid. <laughs> yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what Storage Wars Storage Hunters is, if you haven't ever watched it, you, have, you should at least give it a go. It's essentially people that stop paying for like rented storage. Like I, I don't know what any like maybe English or American brands of that even are. But, Big like, yellow bucks. Yeah. Um, you can like, storage, pay yeah. to just store stuff for a bit and people will just stop paying and then they'll change the locks 
and then they basically auction off all the stuff but they don't show the people that are buying it what's in the locker they just auction it off yeah and then they find they out a, what they've got after they've paid for it it's great they get a snippet of what's in there like they get oh, about yeah, they what like the front gun they no they get yeah, like a right. minute of walking around but they can't touch anything so They're they can't open anything in. up yeah yeah they have to look at I, it from I think outside they, yeah yeah that's right yeah they definitely can't touch anything or open anything up so if there's like a I don't know, something with a big sheet over it, but it looks like the shape of a car. You might want to bid pretty high on it kind of thing. Like but... a big cardboard box, and you're not allowed to look inside the box, but you can see it from a distance. You're like, oh, I want a red it's got AMA. TV written on it, but it might not have a TV in it. It might just be full <laughs> of like sheets. Like You have no idea. I think getting like the staff members of one of those shows to do an AMA would be brilliant. I'd love to like know what went on behind the scenes that we don't quite know about of that sort of show. Was it real? Yeah. No. <laughs> you remember that? You remember they did a UK version, and it was all, it was god awful. Oh yeah. You can't Usually you can't replicate stuff like that in the UK. It's just not the same. No. They had like I don't know. I'm not gonna go too into it because it's just bad. <laughs> there was this one guy that would just scream, boom, every time he got. Oh yeah, you're injury. right. There was. Yeah. And it was the worst. I hate it. Yeah. He put me... As soon as I heard it once, I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. I'm pretty sure that same guy is the guy who'd always wear like a white t-shirt, but he'd have the Mickey Mouse like sweat pattern. <laughs> <laughs> like around his nipples and stomach. I'm certain. I'm Mickey certain Mouse sweat pattern. I've yeah. never heard that before. <laughs> was, what, the British one? I think I only watched it once. No, yeah, I meant the Mickey Mouse sweat pattern. Yeah. Yeah, and I... I think Carl Frotch the Boxer was on the episode I saw. I don't know if he was always on it, but... Oh. Carl Frotch the Boxer. Oh. No, British Boxer. Don't know who he is, but let's dig that out of the archives. Channel 5 yeah, archives. <laughs> the legend of British boxing. Was he selling yeah, a storage or was he... I think he was buying. Sean was the, the, the guy from the American one, came over to the UK for that, didn't he? He did. Yeah, I thought he was the same. Yeah. I thought he was doing all the selling for it. It was like essentially the same show, just in the UK. Yeah, with British bidders instead. Not as good. No one here is good. Nah. We make things less dramatic. Yes, we do. <laughs> really dull them down, don't we? Yeah. Like this uh, podcast intro right now, I think. We can go as boring out as possible, guys. Thank oh, come you on. for listening. <laughs> Bye. Well, I'll tell you what. This has, been, this has been an awesome podcast, in my opinion. I've loved this. Did we start by saying let's try and shorten it? And yes. Longer yep. than ever? Yep. <laughs> good work, us. Good work. <laughs> we just got so into the stories. Yeah, the right delve. Yeah, I liked it. That's good. I Hopefully f- you did feel, too. If you I didn't, feel cleansed. Reevaluate. Listen again. Well, guys, thank you very much for listening to the J well, Station podcast. If you like this, don't forget there are 11 other episodes that you can go and enjoy where we talk about a whole host of things from bumhole bleaching to hustling snacks at school for double the price from all of us. So if that tickles your pickle, Go check them out on J Station or on YouTube, youtube.com slash jfreechannel. We're on social medias as well, Twitter at jfree underscore channel and Instagram at jfreechannel and Twitch, of course, as well. You can find us five days a week at twitch.tv slash jfreechannel. Also, don't forget, if you've had a horrible injury, we want to know how you got it and what yes. it was. So get them in as well. You can let us know on Twitter or jump into our Discord if you already are. If you're not, there's a link to it from our Twitter, actually. There's like a solo link from there. You can get to our Discord from there. So you should drop it in. Let us know. Slide into our DMs, maybe. Ooh. We love it when that happens. Yeah. Mm. As long as you're not one of those spam bots that says promoter on big streamers. <laughs> Real cool. <laughs> Promote this on Epic Streamers OP. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, they wish they had an air horn sound effect. <laughs>
Yeah, oh, could you imagine how annoying that'd be? Like an MSN nudge every time they post <laughs> something. All right, any last minute messages? No, I think that's Stay it. Stay frosty. I think we're all good. Stay frosty. Stay safe. We love you all, guys. We love you guys all the time, big time, forever. I always we'll love see you, you in two weeks for the next one. Stay safe. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Big spooky. Big spooks. <laughs>